all you big banders, this is Paul Rigby's Big Bands and Beyond, the monthly two-hour show, bringing some great music. Features Richard Niles, famous from Bonzilla, great arranger and composer, what a lovely guy. We've got the pandemic players to gig list, and tonight's theme is Dizzy Gillespie.
we're back. It's that monthly show again. Paul Rigby to annoy you a bit more with some more big bands and beyond. And uh, we've got the usual stuff, the pandemic players and the gig list. And we've got the amazing Richard Niles. And for you, those that don't know him, originally might cast your mind back to the Ruby Wax show. There's a big band on called Banzilla, and that was his band. But the people who he's played with, uh, and when I chatted to him, the stuff that he's done is quite incredible. And uh, it's a great pleasure to have him on board on the show for you guys to enjoy. That was the one o'clock lab band all the way from the University of North Texas playing Dizzyland. The first of many. And it's to celebrate Dizzy Gillespie's music. And it's his birthday this month. So obviously it's our theme this month. Do you think that's a good idea, Dizzy? And what shall we play next? Now I don't know what that is, but it sounds great.
still sounds fresh and very iconic. The great Dizzy Gillespie, of course. And of the Verve label, the big band sessions, Burke's Works, with the undoubtedly classic The Champ.
Moving High by the Airmen of Note from the Legacy album. What do you think of the show so far, Dizzy? You know I couldn't put it better myself. And those who want to get hold of the show, it's bigbandsandbeyond20 at gmail.com. And uh, do join our Facebook group, Big Bands and Beyond, of course, and you'll get all the goss and the latest and what's coming in the future shows, etc., etc. Right, I think we'll play a bit of Royal Eldridge, and this is from Little Jazz album. Love it, come back to me.
Absolutely incredible. The Dizzy Gillespie All-Star Big Band, directed by Slide Hampton, featuring the amazing vocals of Roberto Gambarini. And uh, joining her there, uh, doing some scatting, was uh, Roy Hargrove, and doing a trumpet solo too. There's some great artists in that band, such as uh, Claudio Roditi, Steve Davis, John Lee, and it goes on. Do have a listen to those. Um, search it out on YouTube and you'll find the full show on there. Play us on Spotify and join us on Facebook. Big Bands and Beyond. It's not just any Big Bands show. It's Paul Rigby's show. Now, here comes the music. Do I look bothered? Now, half an hour into the show. Hope you're enjoying it. And uh, if you just joined us, where have you been? This is Big Bands and Beyond. And uh, plenty of more music coming your way. And obviously we've got the, the fabulous Richard Niles.
descends, everything ends. Too soon, too soon, I wait, darling, I wait. Will you speak love to me? Speak love to me and Will you speak love to me? Sounds of Faye Klassen from her album Specially Arranged for Faye. Beautiful Speak Low. Right, before we talk to Richard Niles, I thought it was only right to play some of his music. And this was the album recorded during the time the band was featured on the Ruby Wax show in 1991, would you believe it? From the album Blue Movies, this is Breakout.
taken from Swing Out Sister and arranged for the big band. What a great sound. As many of you know, Richard uh, is uh, an acclaimed arranger and writer of music and educator around the world. He's played with some leading artists, some great quotes uh, on his webpage. Uh, for instance, Pat Matheny says, Richard Niles is one of the best composer arrangers around and a truly exciting musical force. Uh, James Taylor, Richard Nels has all the attributes of a great music man, creativity, intelligence and a deep understanding of both the history and latest developments in his craft. The music he creates is divine. So it gives me great pleasure to welcome Mr Richard Niles. Hi Richard, thanks for taking part in the show and uh, I'm really pleased you can make it. And ever since I saw your band with the Ruby White Show, Banzilla, it blew me away because of your modern slant on some of the the pop tunes that you were using, uh, let alone your own original stuff. So what space do big bands have in music today? I think to consider whether any kind of music has a place in today's world is kind of asking the wrong question, if you'll excuse me saying so. All music is valid if it's valid to someone. And I think there are many people all over the world who happen to like the sound of large ensembles playing together. I know that I do, but I also enjoy listening to uh, a duo or a trio, and, and I think there are large numbers of, of those people. So commercially, whether any kind of music can get to the greater public has to be a non-artistic question. But to me, what's more important is whether you are making music that has meaning both on a purely artistic level and also on an emotional level, because if music doesn't communicate on both levels, it's kind of not too interesting to me. In a way, it's a shame we have to label styles of music uh, because it's the emotion and the feeling that it generates in the individual, like you say. Yeah, it's what you enjoy, I guess. I did read that your father was quite an amazing musician. Um, so I guess that was one of your influences. But what would you say were your influences when you were growing up and what gave you the bug for our type of music? I was influenced as a kid from listening to the music of my father's generation. My dad, Tony Romano, was a jazz guitarist, songwriter, vocal arranger, and just a wonderful, wonderful uh, musician. And I got to hear that music all through my childhood. So that influenced me. And part of it was listening to his record collection, which, of course, included Sinatra and all the great arrangers of the time, of certainly Nelson Riddle and Billy May, uh, Stored Hall. They would have all been in my ears. And, and I was fascinated by what makes that sound. What, what could I do to possibly make a sound like that? In later years, I got into the music of Strayhorn and Ellington, which was, of course, a completely different ball game. And uh, I absolutely was fascinated and confused and uh, I just adored that music. And I was wondering uh, how those sounds were made. And, and of course, then of the, the music of Gil Evans. All of these people made different sounds with a big band. 
And that's the whole point, is that there isn't one thing that you can call a big band sound. It's down to the arranger, how they choose to treat a piece of music and what sounds they want to offer to the audience, what types of harmonies, what types of rhythms, what textures. And as a creative musician, you want to express the aspects of music that you find most interesting and you want to explore those things and you want to experiment. So the whole idea of Bandzilla was to create some arena in which I could do that thing. All of my influences came to bear there and also mainly the music that I loved. I mean, you know, I don't just love one style of music. I I love great music in all styles. I'm always fascinated to explore what I can do with one particular aspect of music. Now, when you're working with a big band, of course, you've got a very, very large ensemble to play with. You've got all kinds of options there. And that's another thing that I did with with Banzilla. I I explored all those options. Having such open mind of different styles at a young age, as you say, will have undoubtedly um, influenced the way you hear things and uh, I'm glad it did because of that great sounding arranging you did with with Banzilla. So you've worked with some amazing musicians so which ones particularly stand out with you? You're right to say that I had amazing musicians and I've had amazing musicians in both my studio work and my jazz work all of my life. I've been able to play with some of the finest jazz musicians on the planet. And, uh, you know, it's too hard to list them all, but certainly, for instance, Nigel Hitchcock is one of the greatest instrumentalists. He's also a great, great composer and, and also one of the greatest guys you could ever be lucky enough to meet. So that was a, a seriously uh, meaningful relationship to me, and we had a lot of fun together. I've been extremely fortunate to work with some of the greatest musicians uh, of our time, not just greatest musicians in England or America. I've just been so lucky. And the British musicians that I've worked with uh, who are just beyond words are people like Lawrence Cottle, bass player, composer, Simon Harrison, a drummer, composer. Amazing things he's done with big band. Uh, Peter Vitesse, great keyboard player. Mitch Dalton, amazing guitar player. Uh, Andy Pask, Ian Thomas, uh, the incredible, mind-blowing Gary Husband. And of course, uh, early on in my career, I worked with Chris Hunter, who was very young and very gifted and very virtuosic. And, you know, I also got to work with people like Jim Mullen and Dick Morrissey, which was just totally fun. So I, I've had a, a great time. And then, of course, in my pop uh, side of my career, you can't really beat the great people that I've been lucky enough to work with. I mean, Paul McCartney is uh, no slouch. Uh, Ray Charles, James Brown. I mean, it's just, uh, I don't want to just re- re- you know recite my credits, but each one of these people who I worked with, the important thing is, I asked them questions. I talked to them. I wanted to find out the origin of their creativity. And I wanted to know so I could learn how 
they developed that special thing that they did. And I guess that's why I do my interviews on my own uh, podcast, YouTube channel, Radio Richard, because over the years as a BBC broadcaster, uh, I was lucky enough to interview so many great great musicians it was just a dream come true to be able to interview some of these people like randy brecker for instance who was a always still is a great hero of mine uh as a composer uh, and as a player um and of course it was such a great pleasure when later on he agreed to perform on my latest banzilla album singing the song you can't get there from here so that was just, you know, one of the great high points of my life. Wow, what can I say? Just outstanding. And um, I need to check out your podcasts and your radio show. The players you rattled off there, quite incredible. And uh, it's a credit to you as a musician, the talent that you've worked with. Outstanding. Richard will be back with us in the second half of the programme. Feels like royalties with us this month. So don't go away. Gonna play one more. This is GRP's Mantica, and we'll be right back.
Welcome back. It's Big Bands and Beyond here, Paul Rigby, and this month's theme is Dizzy Gillespie. I think you could tell from that last number that was the Dizzy Gillespie on uh, Big Band playing Things to Come. Tonight we'll continue with the interview with uh, Richard Niles, an amazing musician, and the things he's got up to is quite incredible, and the people who he play with even more so. Great musician amazing uh, writer and arranger and what a, a lovely guy we've got some more of him coming up shortly we've got the usual pandemic playlist which is your requests and if you've not given in a request come on so you can um, check that in on facebook uh, and also email me including anything to do with big bands a big band you want hearing or a big band that's playing somewhere that you want us to tell the world about and uh, I'll also be playing the gig list. Uh, email, I nearly forgot then. It's bigbandsbeyond20 at gmail.com. So, Dizzy, can you introduce this next number? Hold it, hold it. I'll translate people. What he's trying to say is this is confirmation by the DW Jazz Orchestra. <laughs>
I'm Georgina Jackson, and you're listening to Paul Ridley's Big Bands and Beyond. Seen the height of fame when you got all the marbles, you're gonna win the game. You got a candy shop, you're making lots of bread. But who are you gonna sell to when everyone is dead? But if you're asking my opinion.
from Richard Niles's Banzilla, his latest album called Banzilla Rises. Do check it out, I highly recommend it. And that was a track called You Can't Get There From Here, featuring the vocal delights, as Richard mentioned earlier, by Randy Brecker. So this leads us nicely into part two of the interview I had with him earlier. So obviously I know the musical background... Uh, but what about you, the teaching? Uh, I know you do a bit of lecturing in Berkeley and over at Leeds. How does it compare to being a musician? Along with my professional career, of course, I've always found the time to do a bit of teaching because, I, first of all, I enjoy imparting the knowledge that I've gained uh, over all these years to other people and trying to help the younger generation see things that they don't often see. I know that because I was lucky enough to go to the Berklee College of Music and study with great, great artists like Gary Burton and, and Michael Gibbs and Pat Metheny and Herb Pomeroy, they gave so much to me and I'm very happy to be able to give as much as I can to younger generations and students and so it's 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 a pleasure for me to do it although I haven't had a lot of time in my life to devote to that uh, what I have done is written a bunch of books and each one of the books is trying to do the same thing explain the areas that I find fascinating in music. Sometimes the books are how to, how to do this, how to do that. Um, every young musician needs somebody to kind of give them a clue. Uh, of course, you can be totally self-taught, but I don't really believe that that's true because you're still learning. You're still learning from something and someone. Even if you put on a record and you transcribe every note of it yourself and, and learn from that, you're still being taught by that musician um, because you're still analyzing that music. So that's what I've tried to do with my books is uh, my ideas on songwriting, my ideas on arranging, my ideas on interesting musical subjects like polymetrics. Uh, which is a frightening little book that uh, those of you who are very brave will uh, find and, and uh, learn from. Yeah, if uh, you can let us have uh, the names of the, the books, Richard, I'm sure the listeners would be really keen to check them out too. Um, you're a knowledgeable guy, and uh, yeah, I need to do some insight to the Niles books, I think. And coming on to your albums... Uh, obviously I was stunned with Blue Movie and the stuff on there had influenced me big time and the majority of stuff that I I play and direct has a major input from Blue Movie's stuff and um, thanks to you Richard that's what sort of drives me and inspires me in terms of the modern sounding big band so in terms of your albums, I know you've got a new one out that you just mentioned about, but tell me about the sound and your ideas behind Blue Movies uh, going on to the Ruby Wax show. And uh, it's interesting that there's a electronic kit that I've always wondered about, whether that where that came from, because traditionally, obviously, it's acoustic. It was never my intention with Benzilla to make one particular signature sound although my own musical tastes and my own areas of music that I found interesting obviously give the thing a sound Blue Movies was recorded at a time when there was not a lot of big band music that incorporated 
modern rhythm sections. So that was one thing. I also was lucky to work on that album with the wonderful Peter Vitesse, seriously talented uh, keyboard player and, and writer. And he gave a sonic universe to that record using his state-of-the-art synthesizers at the time. Uh, and that gave Blue Movies a certain sound, a certain feel, a certain thing. It was also recorded by a, a very, very fine young engineer called Mike Bigwood. I told him I didn't want a sort of old-fashioned sound with tons of reverb, and I wanted everything to be very in-your-face, very uh, bright, very present. And he certainly gave us that. And it is an unusual sound. Now, one thing I would do with Blue Movies that would be different from what I did in the old days is I would not use electronic drums. Now, on that album, Neil Wilkinson had an electronic kit, and we decided to use that to sort of firmly stick a line in the sand and say, this is not an old-fashioned big band. We're using electric drums, and what do you think of that? Today, I listen back to it, and I'm not crazy about that sound. I don't think it's awful and terrible, but I I do wish we had done it with real drums. And uh, there you are. You know, that's what you learn from art. You try things. Sometimes they work out and sometimes they don't. Equally, I've also heard thousands of people come to me over the years and say, yeah, yeah, I love the sound of that. And using electric drums with a big band, how great that was and oh, how refreshing. So you see, you never know. And opinions as we all know everyone has one and uh, what's yours i think at the time you probably did exactly the right thing with the electric kit but i know what you mean that traditional acoustic kit but that's the way the cookie crumbles and i think a lot of people think that that worked at that particular time on that album and not forgetting of course the incredible playing on on the the album i mean to have a big band on a a modern contemporary show like Ruby Wax it's quite incredible so all big bandites I was just amazed it definitely was for me and I think I should mention of course the new album it's been a long time in the making but I'm glad it's out uh, so do have a look Banzilla Rises so what's next Richard what, what's uh, in store in the near future what sort of projects have you got lined up what I'm planning on doing in the future is I have a new album which I'm still recording. I, in fact, started it before the pandemic stopped everything. And I just put it on hold because I, I was doing some other things. One thing was my son's album. Uh, Alex is my son. He's a fantastic keyboard player and writer. And we did an album together called Alex Plays Alex because he's playing all of his own compositions. And that's really a fun album. And, uh, you know, it's, of course, being a dad and seeing your son doing that kind of amazing work, of course, I, I, I'm as proud as anyone could be. But it was also just completely fun to do, and it's fun to listen to still. And it's all up on YouTube, and you can check it out and check out alexanderniles.com, and, and you'll, you'll see it all. Um, 
So what I'm doing, though, is I'm going to continue now that the pandemic is sort of starting to die down now and I can get together with musicians. I'm going to relook at the album that I started. I've got most of the compositions written and arranged. And uh, the idea is that it's a mini Zilla in that it's three horns, trumpet, trombone and saxophone. So we'll see how that sounds. And I'm looking for something much tighter and more kind of like uh, sort of a cross between the Brecker brothers and some little elves at the bottom of your garden and uh, we'll see how it sounds I'm so glad there's more stuff to follow mini Banzilla sounds quite interesting I'll be looking forward to hear that and let me know when it's out Richard and I'd love to to play it on the show well it's been an absolute pleasure having you join me on on the big bands and beyond and incredible richard the stuff that you've done and the things you're doing and you keep finding new ideas and things to develop to uh inspire other musicians i'd love to get you back sometime and talk some more i could i could talk to you all day it was lovely to have you on the show thank you you can get, keep up to date with everything on the facebook page which is obviously big bands and beyond do come and check us out like us share us Tell the world about us. Now, here comes the music. Do I look bothered? One day while strolling through the park, I overheard a lover's conversation. They didn't say, I love you, dear. They did was whisper in each other's ear. They said, ooh, shooby-dooby, ooh, 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 shooby-dooby, ooh, 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 shooby-dooby, ooh, 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 shooby-dooby, ooh, shooby-dooby, ooh, 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 shooby-dooby, ooh, 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 shooby-dooby, ooh, ooh, Shooby-dooby means that I love you And ooh, that means I love ooh too As I pass by, I could hear her say We'd better hurry and name the date Because ooh,
Doobie means that I love you And ooh, that means I love ooh too As I passed by, I could hear her say We'd better hurry and name the day Because ooh, shooby dooby Fabulous Dizzy Gillespie and his big band with what's he called? Dizzy? I think he means Ooh Shooby Dooby Ooh. This is Callum Al, and you're listening to Paul Rigby, Big Bands and Beyond.
from the album Dear Diz, Arturo Sandoval's band, and that was uh, featuring the high reg stuff on the cadenza at the end of the stunning A Night in Tunisia. Right, it's time for. What a wonderful uh, choice, Mr. Malcolm Melling, uh, another avid requester. That was Stardust, Ted Heaths, and the two trumpet players there, and it's sort of legendary, which is Bobby Pratt and Bert Ezard. 1958. Because we've got a lot more to cram in, still, in the little time we've got left. And we've only managed to cram in one pandemic playlister. But there's a lot more queuing up in next month's edition. Right. Gigless time. Two big band gigs that happen every week are the Ron Hayes Big Band, that's every Thursday, 8.15 at Wharton British Legion, and the Starlight Swing Orchestra, which is the first Friday in every month. Uh, that's at St Joseph Club in Chorley. Coming up also, we have at uh, the band on the wall, we have the Dutty Moonshine Big Band, uh, that's at 7pm on the 4th of November. Great to Manchester Police Big Band there at 7.30 at St John Rigby's College uh, over in uh, Wigan. Uh, do check that one out. 
finally over the continental at the start of November the first Sunday in months they have a big band on 6th of November is the turn of BWD the continental Uh, you can check it out on continental.net the website or give them a ring or get a ticket online if you find it on Skiddle so don't forget big bands every month a different theme different guest and just some great big band music remember the email address is bigbandsandbeyond20 at gmail.com and the Facebook group too next month is a very special month we have the incredible Mr Bobby Shue hope you can join us then this next one is an epic it's called Bebop Buffet Maynard Ferguson style of course so this is the last one from me on this month's show hope you enjoy it see you soon
peanuts, some peanuts. Go. 